Zero. Snap looks to his left, those to his left. It is a caught ball. Mike Evans, touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons, finally. Fire him. Burrow gives to Mixon. Joe finds Get room. Up Get the in. middle. Yeah. He runs into yeah. the end zone. Nice. Touchdown. Nice. Bengals. And now he does a jungle jump <laughs> into the crowd. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show, Tuesday, September 26th. Toby and TJ back with you. High of 92 today. Game day forecast for Saturday. Looking nice but warm. 93 for a high. So kickoff going to be toasty, but it should. Uh... When is that sun dip behind the press box, Teach? What time this time of year will the east side be in the shade? Oh, that SMU was a 5 o'clock kickoff, right? I would yes, say it was but probably it was back down back. behind there. Two weeks ago at about six thirty or so. All right, so probably so maybe closer kickoff. to six. Yeah, yeah, should be pleasant. Should be. I mean, it will be a. You're going to want to wear a t-shirt, but it's going to be pleasant, I, as opposed to a sweatshirt. Not as opposed to not wearing anything. You understand that, TJ? Right? Are we? We're not doing anything like uh, uh, Stripe Stadium. We're not. Nobody's. There's no concerted effort to do anything. No, no, not that special I've seen. this week. Correct. Yeah. No. I gotta tell you, I'm looking over this thing. First off, the insulated trunk organizer looks pretty good. So you did have the trunk organizer offer too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but, Savings on medication, uh, yeah, discounts on dining, groceries. Uh, I'm not. It's just AARP thing looks pretty good for sixteen dollars a Somebody year. Somebody that has it's got to let me know. Sixteen bucks a year. I didn't see where it would benefit me that I would make my money back. It's a good point. Like the uh, hotel I, was I, like, hey, you get 1% off at this hotel. I'm like, 1%? I'm exaggerating a little. I you want to know if it's gonna, if you're going to get your $16 worth si- of savings? I want my $16 back, and I don't need a trunk organizer. All right, I'm 50 years old today, and I have just, just received my AARP offer, so I need somebody out there to let me know, is this uh, worth it or not, the $16 a year for me to sign up for AARP? <laughs> I'm not too proud. Not to mention, I mean, is the trunk organizer not worth $16, Tej? It's insulated. It'll my, keep my groceries the cold. The thing when I everything. saw that trunk organizer, I was like, wasn't that, like, popular in, like, 1995? So maybe 
That's why they're like. Uh, is that what on. you worry about? What's popular? Well, is that what where you at in life well, right I'm now? What I'm saying is, I want my cold do stuff. Do people cold. actually use the trunk organizer still anymore? And again, I have a truck, so it wouldn't work for me. I got to tell you, man, if I had a good looking trunk trunk organizer like that, put some groceries in it out of Sam's, carry it into the house. I don't know. (laughs) I looks pretty good. You know, some of that stuff at Sam's, you don't you got to get a box to carry it into the house and everything. And so this is a trunk organizer. I don't know. My floorboards typically my my floorboards typically my trunk organizer. Here's what I here's what I heard on on uh, those text messages before the break that were either real or fake. I don't know. But um. I do think that there is okay. So I think this boils back to a increasing amount of attention on recruiting, recruiting sites, more and more attention paid on recruiting, more and more people following recruiting rankings, recruiting rankings, commitments, the shows, you know, all that stuff. Teach at this. It wasn't this way. Well, even 10 years ago, but certainly not 20 years ago or, or more. You know, you might hear about uh, a, a major star committing a high school star to your school, but we didn't hear about everybody, right? We didn't know certainly not as much attention as there in, is now on the world. Well, of you didn't know as much personal information about yeah. people. Moms and dads. Moms and, and dads, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you get invested. If you are a recruiting addict you get invested in these kids when they're in high school i want it's an opportunity for ou to win we got to beat them for this kid we got to beat that school for this guy and i want this guy because they tell me he's good he's got x number of stars next to his name and we if our recruiting rankings higher so forth and so on i'm not telling you there's nothing to recruiting because the teams that recruit the best tend to win games i got it but we get invested or some people get invested in these kids early. and then they get to college and they've already convinced themselves that they're stars right that's right and they want them to play now or they're gonna leave we almost didn't get them in the first place. If we don't play them now, they're going to leave. Well, that's the thing. You have the added panic over the transfer portal that they're just going to we leave. We can't lose them in the portal. They're going to go somewhere else. They're going to get in the portal. Man, the portal has added a whole new wrinkle to college athletics. A massive change. However, for the most part, when you're in the middle of a season and trying to win games and win championships, you can't worry about that portal. You got to play who you think is going to win games for you. And the dust will settle where the dust settles when the season is over. If a guy's not happy, if a family's not happy and they decide they want to go play elsewhere, so be it. You're also going to hit the portal. And you got to bring in better than you lost. You cannot sit there for the most part. Now, if you're in a blowout, all right? And you can get some run for some guys and, and things like that. That's different. But when it's crunch time, when you're trying to beat Texas in the Cotton Bowl, you cannot say, hey, let's trot this kid out there. I know he's only our sixth best wide receiver, but I want to make sure his mom doesn't get mad at me. You can't do it, Teach. You're asking to get beat. 
No, I agree. I agree with you. I'm not arguing that. I think I think it's become so the amount of attention to it has become so much that it has overtaken taken the actual games for some people. Yeah. It's more it's important, more important, than, the important season. than the actual season. Absolutely mm-hmm. it is. And that's fine. I mean, that's just what they're into. I'm just saying there is panic there sometimes uh, because it has become more important to them than the actual season has. Breaking news. Uh-oh. Tawi Walker also has a family. Breaking news Who brought would... to you by Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, Electrical and Plumbing. We sell the best and service the rest. Wagner's. I have a follow-up on this breaking news, TJ. <laughs> Reports are that they would also love to see him play. His parents like him? What about his apparently, grandma? His grandma, his grandma wants uh, Gavin apparently Sox. Apparently they, they, like, they like him and they want to see him play. Apparently. Now, I'm not trying to be a smart butt, but you know what I mean. Like All of these kids have family. All of these kids have family that want to see him play. Some family louder than others. I could tell you stories that I never will teach, but it is amazing some of the conversations that, well, you see it at the little league level, teach. It is amazing some of the conversations that I've seen some of our head coaches have with parents after games at the Division I Power Five level in all sports who after a game are unhappy with how a coach did or didn't use their child and have to let them know about it right after the game. Just, it's amazing. So I have no idea if Kevin Sawchuk is angry or not. I never have once approached the coach and said, I don't like the way you use my child. I just tell my child, why were you so bad that you weren't used in this way? That's right. No, I'm joking. But you have been a... You've been around enough parents in your life to know what it's like. Yes, so, yes. Um, anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, King of the Mountain, brought to you by the Carlsbad Management Group. I am almost done, TJ, compiling the uh, tweet for this week that I'll send out. I haven't counted it up exactly yet. We had around 250 on the mountain going into this week. I would say that was Close to cut in half, maybe. We're going to have somewhere between 125, 150 still on the mountain, I'm guessing. But we lost a significant chunk of people this week. Many of them fell off, yeah. Cowboys, Jags, and Ravens, uh, all those teams losing did a lot of people in. Now, we did have a a nice chunk of no picks in week three. I'd say about 20 or so people. Who oh, had correct no. picks in weeks one and two, but I did not get a pick from them in week three. So be sure and look over the tweet real good when it goes out here in the next hour or so, and make sure you're where you think you should be. If you believe you should still be on the mountain, uh, teach text you during the show hours, right? Tomorrow, during the sometime yes, this yeah. week, during the show hours. Otherwise, it'll get lost. I in already the saw bit. overnight there were some picks coming in, and I'm just I ignore them like. Yeah. So stop, people. Got, yeah, surely they've learned by now. But anyway, that should be going out here in the next uh, hour or so. The updated Carlsbad Management Group, King of the Mountain standings, I guess is the right word for that. So we got the Ryder Cup, by the way, coming up uh, this weekend at Marco Simone Golf Club. 
in Rome, Italy. Have you ever played the Marco no. Simone Golf Club, Teach? Uh, back in about 2008, we took a trip and I played there, but it's been a while. Yeah. Pretty easy course. I broke 70 there one day. Yeah. Phil Knight invited yeah. me once, and we, we kind of hung out there. The student section was moved yesterday. Oh, yeah, I saw some upset people yesterday. Oh, really? I was going to ask you about that. So the, the student section was moved, not this year, but for next year when we go into the SEC. So you probably know more about this than I do. It, it was moved a couple of sections toward the end zone. Is that right? I believe that's correct, yes. All okay. I saw was people that uh, on social media that said they had been season ticket holders for quite some time were removed from their seats yesterday, so they were upset. So, Well, there – okay, so I would assume these are a couple of things maybe. One, so when that section is moved over, the people that were in the sections that it got moved into probably got displaced. Yes. Uh, around like in the corner there. And better sections became available uh, around the, what, 30, 40-yard line there on the east side? Which required more money, more donation, right. yes. And we have to supply more seats for visitors by rule in the SEC than they did in the Big 12. So they also released where the visiting sections are going to be. One was in the upper deck, if I remember correct, and one was in the northwest corner of the end zone. So because you have to assign more, what is it, 5,000 in the SEC and it was 3,000 3, in the Big 12? in the Big 12, yeah. That's I close that's if right. that's not right. Mm -hmm. I think you're so right. So that's a couple of thousand seats that, that by rule of the SEC have to be set aside for the visiting team. So I would guess that's where the people that were displaced were? Correct, yeah. That's... And they will be given opportunities to, to move to other places. But like you said, it may or may not be at the same Price that point. was the uh, argument with some of them. It wasn't that they couldn't move. It was that, yeah, we can, but it's going to cost us substantially more money. So, yeah, I yeah, got you. Yeah. yeah. Well, there were going to be some. I, I, How do you feel, first off, about the student section being slid down a bit? Um, Was it slid down or expanded? I saw that it was expanded. So it was. Oh, like, I didn't know I, that. I, I thought just it thought was, they moved it down a couple. Of you could be seconds. right. The people that were posting, I I took it as they expanded it out, which I thought was weird because at times it's not deserving of that. So you you're probably right in what you're saying. That makes more sense to me. Um, sliding it down. You're talking it slid down more towards the tunnel. Yeah, round behind the ponies. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know that I love that. You know, I don't know. I almost like it being more spread out and, and and lower, more spread out across towards the middle, if that makes sense. Behind the benches? Behind the benches, yes. Not So not, take away the upper rows from them? Correct, and then spread it out longer. But those are prime seats, too, so I get why you don't give those to the students in certain situations. So um, either way. How is our, let me ask you this. How was our student section? Well, the last home game, it was highly annoying to me because they all decided to come to my section because someone left some empty seats around me. But I think it depends on the game. They have not been great over the last decade or so. And 
that's probably revisionist history with a lot of people too. Like back in my day, we would have never have left the game. You know, I, you see a lot of that. Like, boy, when I was there in 05, no way we were leaving that stadium. Now they just all go home. But I do think it's different now. And I don't just think it's OU. Alabama, Nick Saban's talked about this a lot, even at Alabama. Like, hey, what's the wrong with the student section? They're just pile out of there at halftime. So I think this is an issue that a lot of people are dealing with, that they're having trouble keeping the students there in a lot of locations. It's not just Oklahoma. So I don't think they've been great over the last 10 or 15 years. Well, I only bring that up because there are some places we go, football, basketball, whatever, where the student section is behind the bench. And they, like Kansas State, for example. And they are they're crazy, suffocating. man. Yeah, they're suffocating. And they make it uh, very difficult. And uh, they are they race in, you know, not at two hours before kickoff or whenever the gates open, and they fill in, and it's a it's a fight. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it's been that way at OU for the most part. Now, maybe if if we have a monster game, it is. But for the most part, I don't think it's been that way. So the idea of of moving them all behind the benches, I'm wondering if that's I think that's a great idea if we have a loud and crazy student section. If we don't, I think you're sacrificing a bunch of premium seating yeah, for yeah. a for a, something that's going to empty out at halftime. No, I agree. I don't know. I, I like that answer, but I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't know if the student section at OU would make that impact that I'm expecting when I say to design it that way. So yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, my answer would be no, they wouldn't. But there are those that are in that, you know, the, the sections they're in now, you know, the guys in the capes and the, the, the painted up and everything. There are sure. four or five, six rows there that are insane and are there every game yeah. and stay throughout That's the right. game. I just don't know if there's enough of them to spread them across like that for three or four rows, whatever it may be. Yeah. Hmm. All right. 821, we'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show, T-Row birthday celebration day. This hour brought to you by RK Black, your technology solution leader in Oklahoma and in Kansas for small and medium-sized businesses. Fax printer, scanner, document management, rkblatt.com, 405-943-9800. I guess the shift is taking place. There's an SEC rule that students cannot be behind the benches. So that's why they're being shifted oh, down. Really? That's what we're being told by a lot of that people. That seems so, soft. Yeah. So, huh. SEC rule. I wonder if that applies to basketball, too. I don't know. Because that's know that, where it yeah. really have an impact. Yeah, because that's where you just, they overpower you, like you said, mm-hmm. when they're back behind you. So, um. I've had season tickets for over 20 years now, and OU takes my ticket and forces me to donate X amount per ticket if I want a new ticket. Good way to treat your fans. Yeah, see, that's the that's the stuff I was seeing on Twitter and the Facebook and stuff yesterday, or X. I'm gonna... So say that again. Um, let me go back to that one. I've had season tickets for over 20 years now. OU has taken mm-hmm. my tickets and forced it, and are trying to force me to donate X amount per Per ticket, he didn't put the dollar amount here. If I want the new tickets, it, good way to treat your fans. Basically, saying they're taking my tickets after I've been loyal for 20 years, and they're telling me I have to donate more if I want tickets in a different location now. Okay. So, 
And I could see being upset about that. But I, I also see, see it from the other side when you're talking millions of dollars in donation fees that those sections are worth shifting those students down. Right. So it it's tough. I I would be upset too, I guess, yeah. if I had paid a certain amount for my tickets every year and that price was going up or I was being displaced and to get a new ticket it was going to cost me more. So I get that. But I also like you like you just said one there some of these seats I don't know where this person is sitting. I don't know if it's because they have to give more seats to the SEC. There's just nothing you can do about that. Like yeah, if the conference rule is we got to give more seats then somebody's going to lose some seats. But the effort to to what they did yesterday is create more premium seating. No doubt. I mean it it appears to me it creates more pre- premium seating there 30 40 yard line area where the students were before to help bring in more revenue. So it it, uh, it is always a little empty to me to get mad at a school for trying to bring in more revenue and at the same time being mad at the school for not spending more money. You know what I mean? Like we need we need better ways. facilities, we need better coaches, we need to pay our players more, we need all this stuff that you want us to spend more money but you also don't want to charge more on us to charge more money. So it's a tricky line to walk. Um, here's someone has sent me a screenshot of part of their email they received yesterday with the explanation. Um, and it says here that while the reconfiguration does not affect your 2024 seat location as a loyal season ticket holder, we want you to be aware of why this change is happening. The why SEC regulations require student sections to be outside the 30-yard line. 5,000 visiting team seats, 2,000 must be in the lower level, big Twelve requires okay. twenty five hundred for visiting teams, so it's double, and two thousand of those must be in the lower level for visiting teams. Okay, and then it gives you who's impacted: sections fifteen, sixteen, twenty, and twenty, twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four, and twenty five. So this is all just an effort to comply with the SEC it's rules. SEC regulation okay. rules required, and that's yeah. So. Then the anger should be at the SEC, <laughs> right? I mean, what like or, what or is you are you supposed or, to do about that? Or don't go to the SEC if you know, right. that upsets you that much. Then. Stay or there. or make the student section smaller. Right. And that could be an argument for that. Yeah. So there could be an argument for that. So and, and some of these may have that fight, you know, like, hey, I've been there 20 years, like this person's saying. Take away from some of the students that don't stay or don't show up and we have empty pockets in that area. So uh, let's see here. Get past some of these. A lot of happy birthdays still here for you. Victor says happy birthday. A few Thank other you, happy Victor. birthdays here. Um, Thank the, you, everyone. You've been the, very nice. I appreciate it. In the old days, you could leave the old Connells and come back. Now students leave for cheaper uh, libations and can't come back. Um, I guess I don't know why. I don't know why they leave. I guess I don't know. Uh, the dang TikTok. That's why they leave. They see their friends TikToking outside the stadium and they want to know what's going on on the TikTok. Yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it is TikTok related. <laughs> It's also shifted at OU and why a student may come to OU. Meaning, uh, we got this text earlier. Uh, there were, and, and, and this may still be true, but there were a large group of students that would come to this university just for football. And I think academics and stuff, there's a lot of things that advanced and a lot of areas that OU has grown that, that may not necessarily be why they come. So football's not the end-all be-all to them so 
Yeah, I'm not here to bash the students today. I just was just curious about the Dang sections students. being moved around. I, I, I somebody uh, texted me that the student section's been better this year. So I don't know. It has been better this year. I will give them that. So we'll see how it continues on. And I think part of that is the anticipation of of next year, without a doubt. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I got to scroll down past a lot of the uh, CC doesn't allow them within uh, certain yard lines. Um, the parents want their kids to play and the coaches want to keep their jobs. But if the kid sucks and coaches play the terrible kid with no talent, then everyone wants the coach fired. Oh, the circle of life continues. <laughs> That's right. The, the, the perennial problem is why can't the coach see that my kid is better than their kid? Why is the coach blind to the fact that my kid is better than their kid? Or maybe it's not your kid. Why can't the coach see that the person I want to play is not better than the person I don't want to play? And in some cases, that might be the case. Maybe you have better insight than the coach has. I'm not even talking OU here. I'm talking maybe your NFL team, your NBA team, another college, whatever the case may be. Maybe in some circumstances, you as a fan can see better than the coach can who should be on the field or on the court. I tell you, that is not a gift that I have. And in reality, nor is it a gift the vast majority of fans have. Don't mean to be mean, but it's just true. Uh, Scott T., I don't know how much it costs for student tickets nowadays. Um didn't TJ just also turn 50? Which one of you wins in a 40-yard dash? Uh, Toby wins in a 40-yard dash. He's got a very quick first step. So he gets me, gets me right out of the block. So let's, let's evaluate this for a second. <laughs> I'm TJ, very slow at my age at this point. I don't run. TJ is, is in... TJ is significantly lighter than me. He is in, I need to word this right. He has a flatter belly than me. I started to say you're in better shape than me, but I don't know if that's true. You have a flatter belly than me. But when it comes to actually racing, I don't know if you've seen my calves. I got tremendous calves, TJ. It's a matter of how mo- how long it would take me to get this up to speed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got more to get up to speed right. than you do. I've so, got bad quads, too, so take that into account. It's a 40. That's the key here. We're yeah. not racing a mile. Sprints I'm bad at because of the quads. I can pop it like nothing. I think I would win a sprint. I think I you think would win long we... distance. I don't run. I don't like to run. Yeah. So now you throw out a speed walking competition. <laughs> we'll go for days. I'd probably what, win that because you're stopping for change. What is the that's a good point. That's a good point. If you scattered some change along the 40 yards, <laughs> I got no chance. I'd be like squirrel. <laughs> you just it doesn't take much. Just a couple of coins. I would be. I would, yeah. 
I, I don't. I, I, I like my chances, but I don't know that I say that with a lot of confidence because I also was pretty convinced you could not hit twenty free throws out of twenty-five. Right. And you made me look the fool. So there is a chance we get out there I actually and hit you twenty-two out of twenty-five, if you yeah. remember correctly. Yeah. No, I don't. You, 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 you were amazing. So maybe you are blazing fast. I've never actually seen you run before. Well, I, I don't know. I was blazing fast about 35 years ago, and then it went all downhill. You're so. like Jackson Arnold. You're the great unknown in this equation. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Venables on PJ Adebayo Ray when we come back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I just heard from someone over in uh, the athletic department, Teach. Let me read this word for word so I get it. Uh, It says... Uh, there will be options for affected ticket holders in their same seating area and same price point. We've held seats to accommodate. There you go. Well, that would answer a lot of the uh, anger that I saw yesterday. He also says, uh, your show is the greatest show of all time. Thank you so much. You mean so much to the university. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. Um, no, that, I made all that part up. <laughs> Um, okay, PJ, 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 34. You know which one he is, Teach. At a borrow way. Nope, close. Uh, You're uh, getting better. <laughs> Don't say borrow. That's the easy uh, trick. To Don't say it. The bur- W's before the R. Borrow way. Adibawa. Adibawa way. Ray. Adibawa Ray. Add and get out of my way. That's it. They nailed it. Yeah. Uh, here's what. You remember the play from Saturday, right? He hit the quarterback's arm as he threw the football. It kind of fluttered incomplete. He got around the corner in like .5 seconds or something like that. Uh, This is from last night's Rudy show. P.J. Adebawa Ray. Yeah. We see see glimpses. He he almost got another strip sack on Saturday. Just looks like a monster in the (laughs) making. Where is he now in your eyes, and and where is he going to be in a couple years? Well, I was on the plane, and I'm watching – some of the game, you got, you know, your computer and you're watching the game. And, man, I pause it and I'm like, I go find Coach Javis and I'm like, hey, uh, PJ's got to play more. <laughs> and uh I said, Coach, he played 23 snaps and he played the second most snaps of any of the guys. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So play he did more. play more. I just wanted more than that. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, you know, he has, he's, he's going to be really, really special. He, you know he's got great length, got a great frame. He can, he can run like hell. You know he can fly, and uh, super explosive. But he's not just a fast guy. You know he's he's wiry, strong, and uh, you know he's already developing developing some tools too. Yeah. I don't know if it's it was he did the the swipe, and I don't know if that's something he just naturally did. But that's a that's a high level pass rush move, and it looked good. Yeah, no, they work on it hard, Coach Chavis. You know he thinks he's a. Uh, <laughs> an older PJ yeah. out of Barway, but he's nowhere. You got a he's definitely a poor man's PJ. You got a comp there for him? Somebody you've coached in the past, just like physical makeup and everything. <sighs> uh, this the guy that 
because he was long and skinny. A guy we had years ago at Kansas State named Darren Howard. Darren was a all-American. He played for probably 12, 13, 14 years in the in the NFL. Lowly, lightly recruited guy from Tampa, Florida, 215 pounds out of high school, and um, and played for a long time. He's probably and or maybe a much more athletic Cleveland Farrell, who again. He was a kid that at Clemson was the fourth pick overall in the draft. He was the 99th rated defensive end coming out of high school and just developed. But they had the same frame. PJ can run a lot better than than Clee. And uh, so anyway, uh, future's bright. Yeah, for that young very man. much so. So just to recap what he said there at the end, TJ, a more athletic Cleveland Farrell, who was the number four number, pick of the I was draft. Say number, I thought he was three, but yeah, top five. It's not bad. Hey, no pressure on the kid. He's got another week to prepare, and then there comes a game where legends are made. All right? That's start, right. Start stamping your history there. Look at you right in the scene setter already. <laughs> uh, speaking of scene setters, uh, Scott T. has uh, texted into the show and said uh, he missed the actual video of the birthday scene setter last night. Would you be able to post that on Twitter? No, 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 no. Okay. It's on ESPN Plus. You can uh, the last night's show is on ESPN Plus. I'm not posting that. Uh, thank you for wanting to see it, but that's that would be beyond too self-serving to do that. That was nice. <laughs> um, yeah, go to ESPN Plus if you want to watch it. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you who's going to love this development. Well, one, I mean, let's don't forget, Tej, the the line that they or the guys that they are bringing in with this year's recruiting class, assuming everybody stays committed, right? The Rolling Stone et al. and others that are going to be freshmen. PJ is going to be a sophomore. You know, let's give these guys coming in. We just warned about this, TJ. I know we're all excited about this, but let's give them a, a little bit to get up to speed. Maybe they make the impact as freshmen like PJ is. Maybe it takes them, but but like they are building something really special on that defensive line, and PJ is kind of that first piece of the next wave of a whole bunch of stars that look like they're about to make. You know, when OU's going into the SEC with it appears a big time defensive line in the making. In the making. And he's going to be one of the cornerstone pieces of it if he can stay healthy and everything. So um, that's fun. It's just they're all playing well up there. But when 34 runs onto the field, one, one you can't miss him because he's a foot taller than everybody else. He's got a cool number, like 34 defensive end, right? That's just, like, cool. And, and he's just stinking good, so. Hey, the next next few years are going to be fun watching that young man. He's he's going to be fun. He's going to be fun. Uh, this one says, surprise, BB didn't bring up Dan Cody as a possible comparison. Yeah. Similar size, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if PJ's I don't got know the crazy. If Dan, I don't know if he's got the crazy that Dan had in him. I don't know if Dan was uh, – Teddy could answer this better than me. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. I don't know if Dan was as physically gifted as PJ is, but, man, he worked his tail off, right? Now, Dan was physically gifted. I don't know that he was that physically gifted. Maybe he was. I don't know. He was a great player, 
He was crazy. Remember when he passed out at A&M? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yelling at everybody in the huddle and the sidelines. He was a living stereotype of a 90s uh, football player in the movies. You know, Can't you see guys. Stutzman doing that at some point this year, though? Oh, without a doubt I could. Absolutely. They get scored on. He goes over to the sidelines. He calls everybody together. He's yelling at them. Slams his head <laughs> into the wall, passes out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Danco, that was that was classic. Just right over, like a tree. He's right in the middle of yelling, face turning all red. <laughs> right back up. <laughs> 848, Chris Blank will join us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800. Or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. All right, we welcome in now uh, Chris Plank at Plank Show. Good morning, Chris Plank. Good morning, happy birthday, Toby Rowland. How Thank on you. you on this? How are you on this most special of days? I'm great. I'm great. Everybody has been very nice to me today. Thank you to everyone who uh, who sent birthday wishes. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's going to be a fun day as I continue to grind over whether or not to accept this AARP offer or not. So. Nah, you don't need it. You're good. You're good. But. Uh, yeah, you also will have a celebration at some point of you and I doing a podcast. I know that's what you're most yeah. looking forward to. Can't wait. Uh, either today or tomorrow, whatever fits your schedule. Uh, I can Coach's do it today. Corner was awesome. Look how perfect. Coach's Corner was awesome last night. It's um, I get to listen live now because of responsibilities I have involving making sure that our pig gets fed every single night. So whenever... Uh, Whenever I'm en route from Mikasa to the FFA barn at Washington High School, uh, we are able to listen to you and Teddy and Coach Venables. And I thought so that, I, I'm the, glad you how, that. How's the pig but, going? It's a pig. I mean, yeah. it just it snorts and runs around, and I don't really know. Do what we, we buy the pig to show the pig? Is that what we're going to do with this thing? Or are you we making what? bacon? This is. I'm all about the bacon. But apparently, from what I have come to uh, understand, this is about showing the pig. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know about you and, and TJ, but I have a lot to learn about FFA. So, I, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross. Hmm. Uh, so it's, um, it's apparently not a pig that we will be consuming, but it's a hmm. pig that we will be showing and it's very everything that's going on is very dramatic right now, Toby. Very dramatic. So, what do you mean by uh, that? It's just if it's not, um, I don't know. Maybe the best way to describe this is, and you you experienced this too. Everyone should have at least just a month that they can spend with a teenage daughter. And yeah. it's really fun, um, right? So every everything has to happen right on time, and if it doesn't happen right on time, then. It's the, it's the terrible thing that's going on. So I'm yeah. just I'm just here so I don't get fined. Is kind of the way that I'm looking <laughs> at this. <laughs> so 
original point, uh, it was really good to be able to listen in real time. I suggest everyone make Monday night at Rudy's a part of their regular routine. And if you missed any of it, it's available right now on the podcast page, too. So good show, man. It's, it seems like it's a great crowd out there, too, and they're into it. Great crowd. Yeah, they've been, uh, you know, it took a while after the pandemic for people to come back around. But the coaching change really fired everybody up. And, and since Brent's been here, even though last season was disappointing, we had great crowds uh, all the time. And it's pretty packed. I mean, it's it's packed. But, but you got to get there really before show one. And uh, it's fun. Yeah, he was good last night. What he had to say about P.J. was, was fun and the running back situation and uh, uh, Iowa State and how, you know, he mentioned this last year. But when he was at Clemson, he went and spent time at Iowa State just trying to learn that defense and why they had been so effective. And he has tremendous admiration for John Heacock and what they do at Iowa State. And uh, it's a unique challenge, and obviously it's given OU fits many times in recent years. So I know everybody thinks the Sooners are going to roll on Saturday night, and I hope they're right because I don't think Iowa State offensively is very good. But they are good defensively, and they have a habit of coming into Norman and upsetting the apple cart. So I, I hope we can avoid that trap this week. I cannot wait for you to hear Emmett Jones on Coach's Corner. Uh, we had an all-star cast this weekend with Emmett Jones and Brandon Hall. B. Hall, the Sooner Safeties coach, had never done the show after a win. In fact, he <laughs> had to do the show last year after the OU Texas game. So oh, it was boy. fun. Uh, and, and I'll just I'll, – I'll say this. I'll, I'll send you the cut. Emmett Jones said he likes for his receivers to have a linebacker's mentality. So a little more <laughs> physical than what we've seen in the past at the receiver position. So it'll be a fun show. All right, Chris Plank coming up next. Everybody stick around for Plank's show. We'll do this again tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.